together growing in faith, changing communities. The grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you always. My dear brothers and sisters, today I would like us to reflect on the Gospel of Luke chapter 5 from verse 27 to 32. At the time Jesus saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax office and he said to him, follow me. And he left everything and rose and followed him. And Levi made him a great feast in his house. And there was a large company of tax collectors and others sitting at table with them. And the Pharisees and their scribes murmured against his disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus answered them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. As we unpack the parable, the story, the calling of Levi, there are certain things that stand out for me. What did Jesus see when he saw Levi? What does God see in us? I mean, we know that Levi was a tax collector. And most likely he will not be the favorite. He will not be liked by people because of the reputation they had earned. They were known as thieves. They were known to have enriched themselves at the expense of the people particularly the weak. They were known as traitors. They were known to have had made their allegiances to the opposition. And now Jesus walks past the tax office and he sees a tax collector whom the author names Levi. I find it quite interesting that Jesus does not ask him his name. He knows that he's in the office. But what is it that Jesus saw in him that made him want to call him to become one of his disciples? What is it that Jesus sees in us? Now, dear brothers and sisters, we know that Levi is Matthew. And we know that one of the four Gospels is attributed to him. And most likely he will have been the author of that Gospel. And so Jesus is able to see beyond our weaknesses. Is able to see beyond our flaws. Is able to see beyond the stigma 
Sometimes he doesn't want to bother himself with the negative. Sometimes as human beings, we, we, we waste so much of our times on the negative, on the things that are wrong, on the things that are not going well. And Jesus just wants to focus on the positive. We look into our own lives. There are certain things where we are proud of, where we feel that we have done a lot and we are grateful to God and we've achieved a lot. But there are also other instances where we have failed. We have disappointed ourselves. We have let God down. But do we have the ability to look beyond our flaws? Do we have the ability to trust God? Do we have the willingness to forgive ourselves? To learn that we're not perfect. That probably God does not even expect that of us. He just wants us to love him with everything. To love our neighbor. To love ourselves. And so sometimes we may be struggling with a failure, a sin, an incident in the past. And we seem to be stuck. We cannot move beyond that. You find it in marriages. Someone says, I cannot move beyond your betrayal. I cannot forget. I cannot forgive that you committed adultery. I cannot move beyond the fact that you killed a child. I cannot move beyond the fact that you gambled our future away. I cannot move beyond the hurt. And Jesus invites us to move beyond the hurt. To acknowledge it, but to move beyond it. So he sees Levi. Now the author is quite good. Jesus, the only words he says to Levi, follow me. And in Greek, the word is the same as the word that was used, make, become my disciple. I trust you. That's what Jesus is saying to Levi. I trust you. I know you can do this. I know you are capable of this and even more. I want to speak to someone who's given up hope in life. To someone who doesn't believe that they are good for anything. Someone who feels lost. And I want to say to, to you, 
that God has not given up on you. That God believes that you can do this and you can even do more. It's quite amazing to see that God has faith in your abilities. That he believes in you, that that he's cheering you, that he stands uh, on the side and he says, don't give up, I know you can make it. And we find this in the book of Job, where when, when Satan goes to God and, and being the accuser, he says, Job will let you down. And God says to him, no, not my Job. He's not going to let me down. When everything around us, everything inside of us tells us to quit, to throw the towel, to give up, to walk away. God says to us, I believe in you. I know you can do this. Yes, maybe you failed five times. Maybe you've tried and you have not been successful. Maybe you've put out your CV. You've not even made it to a first interview. But God says, I believe in you. Maybe you've gone through a very rough patch. You've lost everything. You've been insulted. You've been made to feel and to look like an idiot. But God has not given up on you. He believes in you. He has put his faith in you. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us, to protect, to bless, and to guide us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy. Hail our life, our sweetness, and our hope. Today do we cry for our banished children of Eve. Today do we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping in this valley of tears. Turn then, O most gracious advocate, thine eyes of mercy towards us. And after this, our exile, show unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary, may Almighty God bless and protect you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.